Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Well, hello, beautiful human being, and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I have another solo episode today. I'm thrilled to be doing this episode because I've kind of, not weirdly, but I guess I've had a lot of conversations in my actual life about this, which is how I supported myself in making like pretty big decisions because for the past couple years of my life, I've been making big, big life decisions and I've kind of, I'm not a professional like in decision-making. I used to be a people pleaser and had a really hard time making decisions. And I feel like I've really worked this muscle in making decisions, but I'm talking about big decisions here, um, like life-changing decisions, like relationship changes, job changes, like choosing recovery, like these types of decisions. Um, And I just wanted to speak on some of the things that helped me and supported me in these, this process of making decisions because there are decisions in life where I think we have to really just choose something. And it's so hard to choose when, like, I know the audience that listens to this because I used to have food and body challenges and I'm assuming most people who are listening do as well. And I think that a lot of times we have a hard time with decision-making and we're afraid of making the wrong decision and we think over and over again and our thoughts circle around and what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this isn't the right decision? Um, And the what ifs keep us from actually making the decision at all and then we're kind of stuck. So that's where I found myself, you know, in that spot for so, so long. And um, so I wanted to just go through like a few tips, a few things I did and I feel like have supported me along the way. And I know that there are going to be other big decisions I I make in my life, or even this can apply to like, quote, small decisions, whatever it is, however you feel like you, um, the decision, like, doesn't matter if it's big or small, it's more so, how can you support yourself in making this decision in the first place? So the first thing that was so critical for me to have when I was making big decisions in my life was to make sure I was surrounded by supportive people. I literally made a list on my phone called supportive people and I clung onto this notes app list in my phone and I wrote down people in my life who I know are here for me through and through and people in my life who, whether they're close in proximity or far away, I could text or I could call or I could FaceTime and they will be there for me. And that list can change over time. It has changed over time. I don't really have that list anymore, but um, sometimes it's nice to just write out like a list of people who could who have your back and who are there for you. And it's okay if you haven't talked to this person in a while, but you could, I think there's a lot of power in, let's say, you know, obviously like you have your close friends and your close family and like, They probably know about this decision that you're making in your life because you probably shared with them. But then there's people who maybe you don't talk to them every day, but you know they've been supportive to you in your life before, or you feel like they could be really supportive in this decision. Tell them that you're in a 
time of your life where you're going through something or you were making a decision or something like that and ask them like, is it okay? Like, how do you feel about me calling you or texting you if I need something? Because I think there's a lot of, I used to have a lot of shame in that, like, you know, reaching out to people that I hadn't talked to in a while or something like that. And I think it just didn't serve me. And so I really want to encourage you to trust yourself and trust that like you can rely on people, even if they're not in your life, like on an everyday basis, even if you're not texting these people, like every single week, you could still ask people to support you. So surround yourself with supportive people. That also means supportive internet friends, supportive internet, social media feeds. I think that means um, supportive professional help, like making sure you have therapy or coaching or whatever it might be that is supportive to you. And that was critical for me because I I personally, when I was struggling in my own life and didn't know what to do, I internalized a lot and I blamed myself a lot and I put all of the responsibility on myself. And at the end of the day, making decisions and and stuff in your life is your responsibility. But I think I overly did overly like individualistic when it came to making big decisions where I could just talk about it amongst my friends more and For whatever reason, I just felt a lot of shame around that. So doing that was so supportive in me making big decisions in my life, relationship decisions, career decisions, recovery decisions, um, any decision really. The next uh, supportive thing that was good for me in making big decisions is a change of environment. This was absolutely critical. And and continues to be critical for me to do when I have a decision to make. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I I need to get out of my environment in some sort of way to make decisions. Now, I am not necessarily talking about like there there's there's many ways that you can change your environment, right? So on one hand, you can move out of your current situation, like your current apartment or your current house, like that's obviously a change of environment. And that was more so related, I think, to like, well, that can be related to to not just relationships. That can relate to, to really anything, but moving out of your current living situation. That could also mean like intentionally going to a place that you feel really safe. Like the beach for me would be the beach or the mountains and you know, going and intentionally, almost like a retreat, like getting out of your environment, whether it's like a more permanent getting out of your environment or a more temporary, like, oh, today I'm just going to get out and go, you know, contemplate and make, you know, pros and cons lists and stuff like that, whatever you need to help you actually make the decision. But changing my environment was a huge piece of the puzzle and decision-making. And it really helped me And it does help me to consistently get out of my room, get out of my bed, get out of my apartment, get out of my routine, whatever that means for me at the time. And switching it up is really, really helpful for me. Just clears my head a lot. And it's something that it's hard to do sometimes, like at the end of the day, like, oh, I had planned to go to the sunset at the beach and meditate and Sometimes that's really hard to do at the end of the day. And sometimes I don't always do it, but when I do it, it's kind of like 
it's like going to bed early. Like sometimes it's not fun to go to bed early, but then like you feel so good after. And that's kind of how I feel. And when it comes to like changing your environment, also you could rearrange your room. Like there's a million ways to change your environment. So this isn't necessarily about like moving out or something like that, but, or taking a vacation. Those are great ways to change your environment. But I think there's also more accessible and smaller ways to switch up your environment to just change it up so that you feel almost like a new refreshing chapter. There's a lot of validity, I think, to like spring cleaning. Like no wonder people want to clean in the spring because it's like a new season and it's very symbolic. Okay. This next one is was huge for me. This was a big, big, big helper in decision-making for me. Visualization. I, so I, this is, this is my process. If I consider something like making a decision that's big, it feels so overwhelming because it probably doesn't really fit into my life very well, right? Like there are some big decisions that don't fit into your life. And by that, I mean, you think about your day-to-day life and you think, how could I make this decision like it doesn't, it doesn't match my current life. I hope this makes sense. Um, for example, when I decided to pursue acting, I thought this doesn't match up with my life because I'm in my late twenties and I've been modeling for so long and I, I already quit acting and I don't have a reader and I don't have, I don't have training. I haven't trained in a long time. Like all these things, you know, I didn't have the schedule for it at the time. So like all these, that decision I really wanted to make that decision to pursue acting, but it didn't fit into my life. So what I had to do was visualization. Every single night, I would visualize. I would close my eyes and I would think about what my life would look like, how I would change my life, who I would call, what I would do to make this decision happen. For example, okay, I want to be an actor. I would close my eyes at night. As I was falling asleep, I would imagine my life pursuing acting. Maybe tomorrow, what would I do differently to reach this goal and make this decision happen? Um, I would maybe research some acting classes and that's all I would do. I wouldn't need to really do anything else because I'm still working towards my goal. I would also visualize what my life would look like, for example, as an actor. Okay, as an actor, like... I would really want to have supportive agents. I would really want to have, um, I would want to submit, you know, to projects to get my foot in the door and get practice. I would, you know, want to find someone to read with me. Thank God Mariana exists. She's the best reader. Um, but I also have other people that I'd want to read for me. So I, uh, reading, by the way, reading lines, you know, helping me audition. That's what that means. Um, And then, you know, same with like my relationship change. Like I had to visualize my life. Like who would I call? Who would I have breakfast with instead of this person? Would I be able, would I be able to have breakfast by myself? You know, like all these things I would visualize my life. I'd really imagine what my life would look like hour to hour, day to day, making this decision. Recovery is another really good, like we can do this for recovery too. Let's say you're on the cusp of really going, going for it with the recovery process. You know what you need to do, but you've been scared to do it. Every single night, visualize what your life would look like in recovery. How would you get through your days? 
would you, from waking up to going to bed, what would you do? What would your life look like? Here's the thing. We can't, I don't think, at least I can't, make big decisions in my life and actually follow through with them unless I imagine and visualize what it's like, or it's too scary to do that, right? Like it's too scary. The fear of the unknown is a real thing. So I, you know, I had to really ask myself, what would I, you know, what kind of food would I eat? And, and what would I do when I was sad and I couldn't bear it? Would I just watch TV? Would I take a shower? Like visualize your life. What what might I look like? What might I do with my friends differently? Like there's really a lot of power in doing that. And it's about consistency. I think the visualization piece is about consistency because I think you have to do it every single night to get yourself more kind of warmed up and used to the idea of living life, having made this decision. Okay. The next thing that helped me to make decisions, big decisions are to break this decision down into achievable goals. This is kind of nuanced depending on what your decision is, but let's say recovery is your decision. You want to really go for recovery and heal your relationship with food and body. The goal of recovery is obviously a large goal and it's, it requires a lot of other goals that are maybe smaller, more baby step goals that are actually achievable in your day-to-day life because you need to, you know, affirm yourself in your day-to-day life in order to reach these goals. So perhaps you could have like one recovery goal a day that's actually achievable that you know you can do. That might be like have coffee with your breakfast instead of having coffee on an empty stomach. That's just a really random example. Let's say I'm going to go back to the relationship example. In my relation, big relationship change, my goal that I, like other goals that I was trying to achieve were like, well, all I really want to do is focus on having like an awesome skincare routine that makes me feel really, really good. And that's what I did. <laughs> I really focused on the skincare or like having fun with my friends and seeing or calling at least one of my friends every single day. Another awesome goal that was super helpful for me. So these are like smaller goals, more achievable goals um, that like take, they're not distracting. Like I think they're still productive. There's like a distracting piece to them and there's also like a productive piece to them. Okay, the last thing I really needed to do to make these big decisions in my life is make sure I was enjoying my life along the process, along the way. So like I kind of had to force myself to have fun and a part of that was making this like pleasure inventory. Like what makes me feel pleasurable, good, what can I do during this time? Because I think making big decisions is very stressful and it often can take me away from um, like my, it can take me away from the simple things in life that make me happy. And I need all that joy and happiness I can get when I'm really stressed out in order to follow through with things. So I think it's so critical and important to have a little pleasure inventory and just have fun and like do things in your life that make you feel good. Whether that's small things like I want to buy nice coffee this month and have the best cup of coffee ever every single morning or if it's, you know, I want to take a trip with my girlfriends or something like that, make sure you are continuing to like live your life and have fun and I think that's always supportive in making decisions because you have real reality, real life to look forward to, and you're prioritizing yourself, which is so, so important. So overall, we have supportive people, starting yourself with supportive people, changing your environment, 
visualization, having goals that are smaller, that are really achievable, and making sure you're tapping into your pleasure and enjoying your life. Yeah, so these are my, this is my sort of like, I don't even know what to call this. This is how I've made big decisions in my life and like how I've supported myself along the way. I obviously, I'm not an expert at decision-making and there are plenty of, like, there's plenty of other things that we could all do um, to make, to be, to have a more supportive environment to make decisions in your life. But another thing I want to say before I end this episode is big decisions are, I want you to focus on making sure you make yourself correct and make yourself right. And that whatever decision you make, use it as a learning experience, whether you end up feeling like it's the wrong decision or the right decision. I mean, there's nothing worse than like living in regret. And I don't feel like that's supportive. Like living in regret is not supportive. And so I hope that like you can know that like at the end of the day, you know yourself better than anyone and you're making this decision based on the resources that you have right now. So with that being said, you're doing your best. Um, I think being mindful and just being thoughtful is usually doing our best. So good for you. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to leave me a rating and review if you would like. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Take the cake. Bye for now.